1: It's just being
0: me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got
2: a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance, this is your opportunity, this is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hegel
3: remarked somewhere that all great world historical facts and personages appear, so to speak, twice. You forgot to add, the first time is tragedy, the second time is farce. Welcome to Dick It Happen Here. The podcast where when we last left Jair Bolsonaro, he had locked himself in the presidential mansion, turned off the lights, and refused to leave or talk to anyone. Now, Bolsonaro has returned to his ancestral home, a hospital in Orlando where he's been admitted for abdominal pain. <laughs> <laughs> Joining me to discuss, maybe the first man in history to be his
4: own Napoleon II is James. Hi Mir, this is I'm very much looking forward to this oh god i okay so
3: for for those of you who i don't know somehow have missed this i i woke up on sunday and 10 minutes later uh this was happening and i was like well okay i i guess i'm canceling my dinner plans (laughs) i we're doing this instead
4: yeah Uh, i think marx could have added to that quote and then as fast again and then for a third time as fast
3: yeah, we really, we really, we really have sort of left the tragedy cycle and are now just in the farce over and over and over again.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we kind of need a new word for what keeps happening because it's not, it's not really a coup and it's certainly not a revolution. Uh, it's just like an extreme reactionary tantrum.
3: Yeah, I mean, I kind of like storming the capital because it is what they do, but then. Yeah. I don't know. I, like I, I, I'm, I'm upset that everyone calls it insurrectionism or insurrectionists because it's like they're not. <laughs> yeah. Like insurrectionary reactionary is like a
4: powerful. Yeah.
3: It's like like I I think like auto coup is closer, but the the problem mm-hmm. with coup is that coup implies that the military is actually cooperating, which it isn't. Yeah, and that's why they always fucking fail. Yeah. Like, uh, we're, uh, yeah, yeah. We're we we gonna get into that more in a bit, but yeah. Okay. So so the the thing that has actually happened is. On Sunday, uh, supporters of of uh, former former Brazilian president Jair Bolsonaro, who uh, fled the country to Orlando, uh, sacked the Plaza of the Three Powers in Brazil, which is the home of the basically the buildings of the three branches of government. And unlike in the U.S., they sacked all of them. They stormed the presidential mansion. They stormed Congress. They stormed yeah. the Supreme Court. And then, having seized control of the buildings as cops either sat around joking with them or just actively walked them into the building. Like, th- there is a video of a, a-, a procession of Bolsonaro supporters. With just like they're they're all walking in a line towards the plaza, and there's just like two cop cars like in the middle of the thing driving
4: with them. Like it's wild. Yeah, <laughs> um, it, there are cops taking selfies or them taking selfies. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: Like I, I that that one that was the one in particular that was like I I feel like that goes slightly above and beyond even what was happening in with with the American cops. Like that yeah. was some. Whew. <laughs> yeah, it's
4: and been so, interesting.
3: Yeah, it's okay. So they, they 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 get there, they they do the they do the thing where they grab metal stuff and they break the windows and then they break in and you know they 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 they, they do classic January sixth stuff. Um they take pictures. There, there's one picture that I found that I think it's in the Supreme Court that's a a, a picture of someone like you can't see their face. It's just them squatting on a like facing backwards <laughs> squatting on a on a on a filing cabinet
4: like yeah. fully butt out about to take a dump. It's, um, yeah, it's yeah, wild. Yeah. It's <laughs> Yeah, this is what democracy looks like. There's yeah, and shitting on a filing cabinet in a government office. Yeah, I okay, so like they they this this
3: They don't have a great plan here. Um <laughs> The thing that they do is that so they all do this. They break in. They like break stuff. They like take random stuff. Um, and then they a whole bunch of people sit down on the ground and sing the national anthem uh, waiting for the army to show up because they think that when the army shows up, uh, the army is going to join them. And instead, the army shows up and arrest them all. <laughs> yeah. um, there's some people who try to fight the police. Uh, they, they beat up a horse cop, which I think is funny because apparently this is just every single one of these. Now someone beats up a horse cop. Um, but you know, by 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 the end of Sunday, like it, it's all over. The government forces retake the plaza. People try to fight the police, but they lose really badly. And you know, okay, so obviously there's a reason why I read that versus <laughs> a second time yeah. it was farce line to start this. Like, okay, the, the January 6th comparisons uh, start fast and get harder. Which is this happened literally on January 8th. <laughs> Like, they did it two days after the American <laughs> yeah, that, one. Yeah, like,
4: yeah. It's, you couldn't come make on. The shit up.
3: Like, oh, they, I mean, they stormed the Capitol buildings. But it, it, this is something I, I think is kind of important to understand. This is an even worse plan than the January 6th plan. So the January 6th plan, if people remember this. So crucially, January 6th happens while Trump is technically still in office and What's going on when, when they're storming the Capitol on January 6th is that Congress is trying to pe- basically pass power to Joe Biden, right? Like, they're, they're, they're doing the vote to approve the, the uh, ballot totals from yeah. the, the Electoral College, blah, 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 blah. But, okay, so this means that, you know, con- when, when – when, when on, G- on January 6th, right, Congress was actually in session. So the people who were there actually had a thing they were trying to do to overturn the results – and there was like there were people they could have harmed. There was like they had a they had like a goal kind of.
4: It was like Seth Abramson, but on the other side, like it was like constitutional fantasy. But yeah, but, but at like, least you, they had no you know,
3: idea. Yeah, but like, like I, I I can't believe you know like this is the thing about 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 what's happened in Brazil. It's like I, I, can, I genuinely cannot believe that I am being made to defend the planning capacity of the January sixth crowd. <laughs> like genuinely stunning. But the plan for the plan for January 8th in Brazil is even worse because. OK, the the, the the day they do this on, right, Congress is not in session. The Supreme Court is on holiday and Lula, the actual president of Brazil, has a already taken power and B is in Sao Paulo. So <laughs> yeah, that's nobody great. is there. Literally, <laughs> they stormed three abandoned buildings. There is yep. nothing there. <laughs>
4: like, they could not they could have tried it. His inauguration was like three days before, right? Yeah, but you they- know it's
3: funny. L- Lula talked about it in this in his speech, where part part of like in his speech after after this happens is he 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 has this line about how like all of these people were already in Brasilia, but they were too cowardly to face the people who were there for the inauguration,
4: so instead they waited for everyone to leave,
3: <laughs> which is true. <laughs> it's really yeah, yeah. funny.
4: This and this is kind of what they always do, right? They always kind of take the easy thing and then grandstand, like like it's a big brave thing that they've done. Like we see this constantly on the right.
3: Yeah, and and you know, I like I, I think I think it's reasonable to ask what were they actually trying to do? Um, and I'm yeah. gonna, I'm going to read from the, the 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 Washington Post. So the Washington Post is talking about um some of the previous attempts to do the same thing. Quote. One radicalized Bolsonarista named George Washington de Olivaria was a- what? <laughs> yeah, all of all of the people involved with this ah. are named like George Washington Olivaria. It's incredible.
4: It's <laughs> it, it, Do we, it, it, wow. Did they did they change their names, or is their whole I, thing just being a lame parroting know. of American conservatives?
1: Well, I mean that
3: that is like uh, like it really like like. <laughs> It, there, there is a lot of truth to the analysis that like bra- 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 like Brazilian fascist culture is just like the fourth time a Facebook meme has not passed around. But this time on WhatsApp, like yeah. it's it's some it's <laughs> it's somehow more cringe than the than the American stuff. Like it's sort yeah. of incredible. But here here's OK. Yeah, yeah he was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's this guy named George sort of Washington uh, de Olivaria was arrested and accused of planting a bomb beneath a bus at the Brasilia airport. In a statement to police, he said he wanted to, quote, begin chaos that would lead to military intervention. So he's trying to do the strategy of tension, right, which is which is this thing from Italy where, OK, so you you, you have the government running a bunch of sort of like. Not I mean, I I don't know if calling them fake fascist groups is technically correct, but you have them, you have them running a bunch of terrorist groups and, you know, OK, so they 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 they, they this, is, this is happening in like the 60s, 70s and sort of. Yeah, it gets a little bit into the 80s, is that they're, they're doing all these bombings and stuff. And they're doing all these terrorist attacks. And the goal is to get people to, like, sort of trust the government and, like, allow, like, sort of further state or military intervention. But the thing about that was that, crucially, the strategy of tension was a strategy that was done by the government. It doesn't really work if you're not the government and you are, in <laughs> fact, the people causing the chaos in order to get the military to sort of join you. So... This is a crucial problem for Brazilian fascism because as as much as the sort of the modern fascist movement is a cult of Bolsonaro, it's really a cult of the military. Bolsonaro is sort of just the person who embodies the sort of desire of the fascist masses for military rule. But this means that if the military just refuses to do a coup, they have no idea what to do.
4: Yeah, well, they could deploy Bolsonaro himself. Uh, have you seen that video of him trying to do press ups to prove that oh, he's God. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still a super soldier, don't worry oh. You
3: know, but this is, this is sort of, this is a real issue for them And, you know, I, I, okay, so if I, I am pretty confident that If the military had actually decided to do a coup This would have worked Like, and I think they would have pretty trivially just like Smashed sort of the rest of the forces of the state and Lulu would be in prison But, and, and this is the thing that's been the key To everything that's been going on in Brazil from the beginning The army does not have The green light from Washington to do a coup because once again, Biden just absolutely hates Bolsonaro. Yeah, which is why personal, like, yeah, yeah, and like, you know, this is this this is this is a coup that was planned from Orlando and not Langley. Now we're on like coup number four in the last few years that was planned from Florida. <laughs> and yes. notably three of the four of them have failed and uh, this isn't unclear, the best failure.
4: The yeah. The Venezuela one was a real hard. That was watermark. much funnier
3: yeah yeah well i mean I, like to be fair th- this is a better planned coup attempt than the venezuela one
4: <laughs> that's not hard <laughs> that's an extremely yeah. low, low, bar. low bar
3: yeah the yeah. kind of bar that you can get over by tripping but yeah <laughs> you know we're still in the very early process of figuring out how exactly who was involved in this and the, like to what extent everyone was coordinating with each other and like you know i mean like, to what extent like literally governors were involved seen to have been involved in this but we don't we don't exactly know yet um <laughs> What we do know in terms of this being planned from Orlando is that Bolsonaro for literally years has been saying shit like, quote, the patience of the people has run out. I want to tell those who will make me unelectable in Brazil. Only God removes me from power. There are three options for me. Jail, death, or victory. And I'm telling the scoundrels I will never be imprisoned. He's been saying this Uh, literally years and years and years. He's been saying stuff like that, like, just over and over and over again. Yeah, And, you know, okay, so... The, the other thing that we know right now, and this is this this is being recorded on uh what day what is it this the ninth? Yeah, Mo- this is being yeah. recorded on Monday tonight. So this is this is the next day. Uh if if by the time this goes out, there's more information, there will be more information. But this is going on what we have right now, one of the things that we know is that the guy who was in charge of security for the federal district, which is like the federal district is basically like what if Washington, DC was a state? But like a tiny yeah. one. Yeah. So the guy who was in charge of security. For that, I uh, was a Bolsonaro supporter who just so happened to be on vacation in Orlando where Bolsonaro was staying with an MMA <laughs> fighter whose mansion has a Minions themed room. Uh, he's just coincidentally on, on vacation in Orlando with <laughs> Bolsonaro while this is happening. <laughs> so, you know, OK, the Brazilian state seems to be being a lot faster to sort of crack down on everything that's happening than the American state was. Um the, the the guy who was in charge of security, I uh, who was in who was in Orlando the the Brazilian federal defender has already asked the Supreme Court to arrest him. um a Supreme Court justice like deposed the governor of the federal district for allowing this to happen.
4: yeah, it's um,
3: yeah, it's wild. uh the 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 Brazilian minister of Justice says they've already identified people in ten states who helped plan or fund the operation. They've arrested like well, the totals from yesterday said that they'd arrested 400 people. I saw somewhere they'd arrested 1,200, but I don't know about that. I could be wrong, but yeah, they arrested at least 400 people. Um, there's a huge, like, there's a huge crackdown on people involved in this. Lula, yeah. it's much better than the January 6th response in oh, that definitely. sense, yeah. right? Like, well, it, like, like part part of what's happening right is like, like, Lula literally like basically declared a state of emergency in in the federal zone and like got basically like. I guess you would call it like he basically sent in the feds and like has like his people now have direct control over security in the capital because the cap like because, because the police there are so unreliable and you know and he, like he he's been yeah the Brazilian state's been moving very very fast yeah to sort of do much stuff much like better this.
4: than the US but of yeah. course Trump was still in charge and that probably yeah. And, and also
3: like Lula, unlike Biden, Lula has like like literally like three hours, like as this was happening, he he he's making a speech about like that's this him vowing to go after everyone who's involved in this, including Bolsonaro. And um, a, a, a Brazilian member of Congress has formally asked the foreign ministry to extradite Bolsonaro to the U.S. Uh, who knows what's going to happen there? Yeah. Uh, There has been there has actually there's been like a surprising amount of sort of support for that in the U S and you know, I mean, that's everything that's been kind of interesting for this. Like before we take the ad break, is that like he's gotten Lula's getting support from like everyone. Like this is, this is one of the rare we, uh, we, we, we have the, the, the great capitalist triumvirate of, of uh, Vladimir Putin, Joe Biden and uh, uh, and Macron have all said that they're <laughs> backing him, which is wild. <laughs>
4: Yeah, real international Lincoln Project vibes.
3: Yeah, it's uh, I mean that 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 is I guess like who Lula is to a broad extent, right? Like you know, if you go back to our Lula episodes, like he was close with the Bush administration, but also like close with the World Social Forum people. So he's he's always kind of like been the guy who straddles the divide between yeah, like
4: he's not Uber international-
3: Chavez. Yeah, he's not, and he he's the guy who straddles the divide between the sort of like international imperialists and what was the left um, yeah yeah so all right uh, we're we're go- we're we're going to go to ads and then when we come back we're going to talk more about how everything is actually sort of gone <laughs>
2: at purdueglobal.edu.
5: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love.
3: All right, we're back. So one of the things I think is very interesting about this whole thing is that for all of the sort of planning and organizational capacity that's gone into building the sort of like transnational fascist movement, the American right, like that that the American right has been setting up, uh, the American right has just actively been making their allies worse here. Like, their ideas, (laughs) it's sort of incredible. I mean, this is something I think that's genuinely very scary about the Brazilian right is that their regular combination of tactics are really effective. Um, they, you know, they, they've been able to successfully wield this combination of sort of electoralism, of lawfare, of sort of like using the legal system against their political mm-hmm. enemies, of sort of road blockades, mass marches, and you know, just straight up paramilitary death squads of various kinds. You, know, you, have, you have your sort of urban death squads. You have these like genocidal logger death squads, and that's been very effective. And, you know, OK, so like they, they lost this one election, but, you know, their their position inside Brazilian politics is still really strong. They control a bunch of like governorships. They like Bolsonaro's party and his coalition like control, controlled the Brazilian parliament. OK, so, you know, like they're, they're in a very strong position, but then they talk to the Americans and they <laughs> imported January 6th and <laughs> they stormed the capital. And at least right now, it looks like it's going really badly for them. Like, even, even the sort of, like, right-wing oligarch press has turned on them. Globo, which is, like, it's Brazil's biggest newspaper. Well, I'm, pretty, I'm 99% sure it's the biggest newspaper. It could be the second biggest. I'm pretty sure it's the biggest. It's funded by, like, right-wing shit at billionaires, billionaires. Um, but... You know, their entire front page right now is just them yelling about the coup and like gleefully reporting on like like they, they had a front page thing for an individual sociology professor who stepped off a bus coming back from brazilian and immediately got arrested. Like this is this is wow. the kind of sort of jubilation that they is really it's kind yeah. of it's kind of amazing too
4: because like what kind of cursed they, sociologist is also a Bolsonarist insurrectionary?
3: Yeah, well, I, you know, okay. I, I feel like th- if, if you're a sociologist, there are exactly two. You have okay, you have three paths. One is you become a cop. Two is you yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is, is you, you do the Italian thing and you become the Red Brigades. Yeah, uh, which, that, which that that was that was Italy's first sociology department, by the way. It uh, turned into the Red Brigades. Or three, you become a Nazi. <laughs> those, those are your, those are your three options. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> so are some cases.
4: Yeah, I've never been <gasps> unfortunate enough to run into any of the uh, the church sociologists. But you're very right; they are there. Yeah, we, we, we stayed away from them in the anthro
3: department. We were like, yeah. nope,
4: nope, 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 Yeah, I've taught in sociology before, and uh, you definitely do get a lot of students who are there to be a cop. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, it, it's for it sucks. Own. Although I, I will say, Brazil has had, well, at least one, I feel like they've had at least a
3: couple of sociologist presidents. Fernando Henrique Cardoso was, well, yeah, was a sociologist who was president for a while, and then he got replaced by Lula um this is this has been this has been a tangent about uh, uh what happens when you put sociology <laughs> professors and let them out of their cages uh, so okay and, and you know i will say this going back to global for a second like some of the stuff that they're saying is not exactly true like they're 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 trying to sort of make a separation between the like extremist Bolsonaroistas and then like the people in parliament and it's like okay classic, like yeah. They, yeah they have this whole thing about how these are extremists with no support in parliament and it's like okay like there are literally people like in Congress who are in Congress because they 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 were elected because they filmed themselves doing right wing trucker blow blocks like you know okay yeah. like if funny thing is other things one of their other stories was them talk was them talking about uh uh. uh brazilian politicians frantically deleting their social media posts they in, in in support of the protests <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay yeah. you know Real like lie. i mean it it, it, it is abs- it is actually true that like a lot of like even Bol- like, people in Bolsonaro's own party like denounced it but you know
4: yeah i mean we saw the same shit right and then they'll gradually reimagine it over the next two or three years to where like they're not they're not denounce again yeah anymore. well here's the thing
3: we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens because there, there, there is also a chance here that like everyone who was even intentionally like involved with this just goes <laughs> to, prison. Go to prison and so yeah. everyone's like
4: hey. <laughs> we'll back out of this I'm not a big pro prison guy but the video of them arriving in a coach at the jail was pretty amazing oh yeah that so like, was pretty okay. funny <laughs> yeah. yeah so okay
3: hmm. so uh, Right now, it looks like this has gone pretty badly for them. Again, this is this is this is being recorded one day after it happened. Yeah. So I don't know if the, if the army has actually done the coup tomorrow. It's not my fault. It wasn't out yet. Um, yeah. <laughs> but you know, I, I think we should we should ask. We should take a step back and ask why is this happening? And I think we should we should ask why did this happen in the same way in both the U.S. and Brazil, and why did it not work? And the answer to this is that the capital is a trap. What, what, what the American and Brazilian right has ran into sort of ironically is the crisis of the 21st century revolutionary movement. So to, to explain what I mean here, I'm going to I'm going to read a bit of To Our Friends, which is a work produced in late 2014 by the Invisible Committee, which is the pen name of some French anarchists who are most famous for writing The Coming Insurrection. Um, I, I'm not normally a huge fan of their work. But they got, they got one thing very, very right, <laughs> and that's this. <laughs> Occupation of the Casbah in Tunis and of the Syntagma Square in Athens. Siege of Westminster in London during the student movement of 2011. Encirclement of the Parliament in Madrid on September 25th, 2012, or in Barcelona on June 5th, 2011. Riots all around the Chamber of Deputies in Rome, December 14th, 2010, Attempt on October 15, 2011, in Lisbon to invade the Assemblea da Republica, burning of the Bosnian presidential residence in February of 2014. The places of institutional power exert a magnetic attraction on revolutionaries. But when the insurgents manage to penetrate parliaments, presidential palaces, and other headquarters of institutions, as in Ukraine, in Libya, or in Wisconsin, it's only to discover empty places, that is, empty of power, and furnished without any taste. It's not to prevent the people from taking power that they are so fiercely kept from invading such places, but to prevent them from realizing that power no longer resides in the institutions. There are only deserted temples there, decommissioned fortresses, nothing but stage sets, real traps for revolutionaries. The popular impulse to rush onto the stage to find out what is happening in the wings is bound to be disappointed. If they got inside, even the most fervent conspiracy freaks would find nothing arcane there the truth is that power is simply no longer that theatrical reality to which modernity accustomed us.
4: Yeah. I think that's very prescient. And like, I don't, it's, we're, we're raised on these myths, right. Both on left and right, like on the, on the right, like there are all these myths of, of these American institutions, <laughs> which are great and unique and shining cities on a hill. And on the left, like we're raised with the storming of the Bastille and, and stuff like that. It's these, the winter palace, right. These moments of kind of revolutionary change. Uh, but yeah, Power yeah and, and
5: i i want to i,
3: I want to specifically i want to take a second to talk about the winter palace because this is actually something that i, I think sort of worryingly this is uh nick, nick Floyd has actually talked about this in one of his podcasts which is that like yeah. and, and he's right about this which is that like the like the, the, the there there are like you can't actually just storm a winter palace and take power right it doesn't work anymore yeah. and but, but but i think it's actually worth like taking like two minutes to, to lay out why that's true and it's because the winter mm-hmm. palace was like a once in like a, li- a like a once in a century historical moment, and it only worked because and, and and this is something that I think people forget. The storming of the Winter Palace was not the thing that overthrew the Tsar. That was later. That was yeah. the, that was the February Revolution. That is a completely yeah. different revolution. The storming of the Winter Palace and the reason why that worked was that the government that the that, that the Bolsheviks were overthrowing was Kerensky's government, which is this like really dipshit like interim interim government that was only supposed to be there until an election happened and had like. The most fig leaf legitimacy of any government ever. Yeah. Everyone hated them. They had no supporters. When the and then this is why it worked, right? Because when they, they they had no power at all, and so when the Bolsheviks rolled in on them, everyone else just stayed home, and that is not going to work in any modern context unless, like, I don't know, you're like, you're you you two were also like two years in a revolution, and there's
4: like. three years into a war
3: yeah there's like an incredibly fig leaf government maybe you can pull this off but like that 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 is not that is a absolutely terrible god-awful model for attempting to seize like any kind of power or bring down any government but you know it's it's it because that because that became the sort of like mythology of of the soviet union that you know that was sort of burned the sort of false image of that was burned into the sort of memory of of collective memory of the left to the point where like most people don't even remember that kerensky was also technically a socialist and that they the, like and that the october revolution was a socialist like a group of socialists overthrowing another group of socialists and both yeah. of them have a very tenuous sort of like it's tenuous yeah. of whether they're, either of them are socialists at all
4: yeah. yeah and then going on to take power and kill a bunch of other socialists
3: yeah yeah Okay, so uh, that aside, you know th- this this crisis I was talking about, like this is the reason why we're here in the first place, right? It- it's in large part because of the failure to overcome the movement of power out of the sort of palace, where people expect it to be, that in the 2011 revolutions failed. Like that, 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 that's why we're here in hell world because people people were sort of unable to figure out a way to actually bring down a government instead of sort of being like drawn magnetically into these traps, but. Those problems are sort of like magnetic draw of the Capitol building to would be revolutionaries. This is just as much of a problem to the right as it is to the left. Yeah. And for right now, this has saved us. Uh, it's caused yeah. the, the Brazilian right to abandon things they were doing that actually like are genuinely terrifying and, and, you know, could could have been and have been effective. Like, for example, one of the cleanup operations that was happening today was uh, the Brazilian army cleared a bunch of these people who were trying to do blockades of state oil facilities. And you yeah, know that, that actually could have worked, right? Like that—that yeah, yeah, shut things thing. down. Yeah, and you know, and and yeah, uh, we've talked about this before in the in the other in the other sort of Bolsonaro episodes, but but like that those kind of like trucker blockade things, blockading highways, blockading like th- those are tactics th- that the Brazilian right sort of natively uses. And there's a world where the Brazilian fascists stick to their instincts, and instead of doing this doomed attempt to storm the capital, they put these same numbers of people into trucks with roadblocks and burning tires, and they try to shut down their Brazilian economy. You know in, in essence there, there's a world where instead of doing an october like a, a, an impossible uh, like January sixth revolution where they do an invisible committee one where they realize the power is in logistics and attempting to shut shut down its flow is how you do a revolution and that is a world that is a lot scarier than the one that we're in yeah but and you know I, I think we'll, we'll see how this ultimately plays out but i i actually I actually think the fact that this was planned for Orlando is like you know, with the help of sort of the usual American generation shift crowd, I think this yeah. actually really, really fucked them. Like it, it really deeply hurt sort of the, the 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 Brazilian fascist movement, which is good. Yeah. Um
4: <laughs> it always like when I see I was thinking about this recently with like um with Myanmar and everything else. Like uh, I always come back to like Marcusa where he talks about the the false choice of masters by slaves and like how the solution is not this like one big sort of uh, s- I, I, like like big, I don't want to call it like symbolic kind of act of violence, but like the great refusal to to participate in these things, which is something that lots of people have power to do, as opposed to you're doing this stupid shit, which centralizes them in one place and gets them all arrested.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is also like, there's, there's another sort of part of this, which is that like both in the US and in Brazil, the right is not very good at fighting the cops. Like <laughs> they got that one horse cop pretty good. I just see yeah, a video of I mean, that. They, they, they'll, like, they'll get a couple people, but like they they only do well when they're real like when they outnumber the cops, like a hundred to one.
4: Yeah. Like, that is you know, different in Europe. That is a thing that like uh like if you look at where Azov comes from, right? Azov comes from right wing football hooligans who like yeah, took the yeah. front line in the Maidan and beat the shit into the cops.
3: Yeah, but 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 in in the US it's like I don't know, everyone's yeah. just
4: like they just, We just go do this. Like the right doesn't fight the cops. Too busy shooting people. Yeah, but there isn't that history of like, like that's not. No, I'm not. Don't just want to pick on like where I come from, but like, like crowd violence, like, like football hooligans, like that. That doesn't exist in a meaningful sense in the U.S. It's not as commonplace, and there isn't yeah. that like institutional memory of fighting riot police that exists all over Europe. Yeah, well, I, th- I think, I think the thing is that, like, okay. American
3: sports fans do fight the cops, but they only do it once a year, if that. <laughs> like okay, they fill, win the Super Bowl. Yeah, well, you know, so they, they do it with the NHL. But the thing is, like, it, it's only it's only like maybe like three cities a year that do it, right? Yeah,
4: it's and not and every the World weekend. Series
3: too. It's harder because the World Series has this whole sort of like like the, they have the parade thing. They have this whole stage management thing to get people to get people to stop from rioting. So really, there's only like two or three events per year where you can get riots. Whereas like in Europe any time (laughs) yeah any given saturday you could
4: be throwing down with a cop on a horse yeah but like it's outside of it's gone long beyond that like i remember in like just before this 2011 moment like the 2000 the earlier 2000s the anti-g8 movement like the institutional knowledge on how to deal with large volumes of police and still get your point across it's just as we saw in 2020, did not exist here and had to be imported from Hong Kong and other places. Yeah, very quickly. badly imported, admit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you yeah, know,
0: infographic from Hong Kong. Yeah.
2: at purdueglobal.edu.
5: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love.
3: So okay, having said all of this, this is not to say that everything is fine, um, <laughs> This is not. Uh, you know, I, I think something that's that's very important that I have not seen anyone talk about in, in either in either sort of January sixth or January eighth is that the immediate reaction to the coup on the left, and this is as true of the Brazilian left as it was of <laughs> the American left. In fact, I think the American left did, American left did way worse in January sixth was paralysis. Right. Even in Brazil, which has these sort of once mighty social movements, counter mobilizations took almost a full day to materialize by type by, you know, by which point the threat had already dissipated. So, you know, for for a full day, the only thing standing between the fascists and power was their own stupidity. And, you know, as boundless as their stupidity seems like watching these people like taking a dump on a cabinet, like with a camera in front of them. Like it's not actually a shield against fascism, like every every fascism after Mussolini and even Napoleon the Third, who's like the, the sort of modern prototype of fascism, has at least one and usually two or three comically stupid uh, like uprisings and coups that just fail and they fail yeah. and everyone laughs at them. And then on coup number four, they're suddenly in power. And it's like, well, you, you can't you can't actually write these things off because they're funny, because, again, they're always funny for the first like two. And then on number three, like all your friends are being marched into a camp and shot. And it's like, well,
4: yeah. And like, it's, we don't want to be in a place where like one grown up in the room is, is all that's between us and fascism, right? Like yeah. a, an adult making a plan. And I, and I, and I think there's, there's a specific, like, I, I actually, I think social media actually plays a
3: really big role in this because, you know, I, cause I remember this in January 6th, like there was this kind of like the, the, the way that it just turns everyone into a spectator Everyone was just like, you know, I I, I, I think it was Vicky Osterweil, I think was the first person who said this was like Twitter, Twitter, tw- Twitter is a machine that turns action into discourse. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. you know, while, while it was going on, right, like everyone turned the action of the thing into discourse. Everyone was just sort of like mm-hmm. sitting there paralyzed, watching it. And yeah. that is fatal. Right. Like the, the, if, if you look at the actual stress test of the sort of machinery of power, right, like it's actually I think it's actually much less of a big deal that. The cops were on their side. The cops didn't respond or because the cops eventually did clear them out. Right. It took it took a long time. But the cops eventually did it. But I, th- I think I think the thing that's actually more dangerous is that like there was no, there like there wasn't a response from the left at all. There's nothing right. Like yeah. there, 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 were, there were rallies in Sao Paulo like the next day which is actually funny because both 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 the rallies, both like the, the people sacking the capital and the people in Sao Paulo were both uh, were both singing the national anthem,
4: which is some. <laughs> real fun real politics (laughs) moments it's another thing to talk about the old nationalism yeah But, but yeah you compare that to uh spain which is obviously where i'm most familiar with where like people immediately got guns got in the street and started killing soldiers uh when they had a much more effective and organized coup right and that coup would have failed were it not for fascist intervention from abroad but yeah brazil has powerful unions who did shit
3: Yeah, well, and partially, I think that's that's that has to do with the hollowing out of the unions. There's there's sort of long story here, but like you know, and even if you look at like I think this is this is a sign really of sort of how actually dynamic the left is, because you know if if you you want to look at like like a dynamic Latin American left, like they you know there there was there was there was a a very very well organized U.S. backed coup against Hugo Chavez in two thousand one or two thousand one two thousand
4: it was. It was just before I moved there, so I think it would. Uh, huh? There were other coup attempts in Venezuela too that were less well organized.
3: Yeah, uh, t- two thousand two. Yeah, yeah. two thousand two, and yeah, that one got far enough that like the New York Times was like had an article out about how democracy had been restored to <laughs> <laughs> to Cuba. And, I mean, uh, sorry, to to, uh, to Venezuela, and then you know the thing the thing that happened after that, and there's there's a very famous movie of this from from a filmmaker Mm -hmm. who was just there is that over 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 the next 47 hours like the left mobilized and they put so many people in the street that like the 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 coup plotters had to back down and hugo Chavez got to be president and you know that that, that's the thing that that's the thing that a strong left can do right they they can actually defeat the military and yeah but you know but this didn't the u.s just we fell down on the job like uh, there wasn't much of that in brazil like i like it, it like it, it like it, it is true as lulu was saying that they picked a day when everyone was gone but it's still yeah. i think really alarming that just by just by sort of acting first they have so much of a, a, like a sort of time advantage and sort of an advantage in reaction over us
4: yeah <laughs> that film, by the way, if people want to watch, is called The Revolution Will Not Be Televised, which is a, yeah. kind of a great title to affect yeah. on that spectator thing that you were talking yeah. about. Um, yeah. I watched and- that bad boy on VHS back in the day. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> in Caracas. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Good times. So, okay, finally, in, in
3: a broad sense, I, I want to ask, like, what are we doing here, right? Um, the, the sort of dominant mode of quote-unquote anti-fascism and this is the model that's being adopted by Lula and the rest of the sort of liberal and even sort of moderate conservative ruling class in Brazil it's what's been adopted by the democrats is their anti-fascism is posing their opposition to fascism as a defense of democracy and the rule of law mm-hmm. but yeah okay let's look at what's actually happening these coups aren't working this the sort of extra-parliamentary attempts to take power they're losing every time but do you know how the fascists are taking power by democracy, their greatest success has been in taking power by just winning elections. Like, look, look at what happened in India, right? That is a country that has been, like, yeah. very nearly totally consumed by fascism, and it was done by just elections over and over and over again. Yeah. Hungary, like, yeah, even here on, on a fundamental level, like what, what we're seeing right now out of the sort of broad swaths of social of, of sort of liberalism, conservatism, social democracy is an unsustainable strategy. Anti-fascism, anti-fascism as a pure defense of democracy is just preserving the machine that will hand the power of the state over to the fascists on a silver platter. And, you know, like this, this defense of democracy in the abstract is a death march, right? You know, if if you can, you can, you can look at the sort of course of the the late 19th, the late 20th, early 21st century, right? Why did the bombs fall over Baghdad? Well, protect democracy. When the the Mexican government was shooting the Zapatistas, they're protecting democracy, when the, cops raided the, uh, when the cops raided the forest defenders in Atlanta, oh, it's because they were domestic terrorists who were threatening democracy. But what's happened here is that the threat of fascism has sort of press ganged armies of people who otherwise would be enemies of sort of capitalist quote-unquote democracy into protecting the very institutions that are inevitably going to bring these people back into power. And that's really grim. Because it means that something has to change, or we're just going to come back here again and again and again until eventually enough of the ruling class flips to back into fascists that they seize power once and for all. So, you know, something, we have to do something else that's not just this, that sort of desperate treading water.
4: Yeah, like, like yeah, fighting to stand still in this terrible place where people can't pay their heating bills and feed their families. Yeah. It, it's a pretty dire fucking uh, outlook for us, isn't it?
3: Yeah, but I mean, you know, I would say this: like, the, the, there was a vision in 2020 of what that something else could be, yeah. right? Like, it, it's it's not it's 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 not like we're in the depths of like the 2000s where no one has ever seen
4: like <laughs> anything else yeah. being possible, right? Yeah, look, there are a lot of people probably listening because they saw that vision in 2020, yeah. and it had changed who they want to be and how they want the world to be, and I think that's really good. And uh, for me, at least, I think once people are out in the streets, which people weren't able to do in time in brazil like they will tend to find that solution outside of institutions yeah. but the response has been almost entirely institutional at least in in here in this country to a fascist coup uh, yeah. because people didn't and people were tired from a year in the streets and they'd all been fucking arrested and half of them have been shot uh, yeah and, and part of the problem also is just that like there's, there's like the u.s just has a sort of geographical
3: problem and brazil has this <laughs> too to some extent which is just that like yeah this is, this is not like belgium where you can very quickly get people to the capital like you can't you can't yeah. actually like it is actually genuinely yeah. very hard to get a bunch, yeah. a bunch of people to a place quickly here right which yeah. uh, you know is is a thing where we're lucky that yeah like the, the capital kind of like holding the capital doesn't you know it, it's it's not a thing that actually allows you to sort of take power but it's also a real sort of concern about politics in the u.s because it can't work the same way it works in a lot of places that are smaller yeah yeah I- yeah like bolivia for example
4: yep yeah or even venezuela right like so much of the institution almost everything is in caracas even though it's a big country yeah yeah
3: that that, that that's yeah. pretty much all i got um we'll we'll see we'll see if Bolsonaro, uh when when he gets out of the hospital if he gets out of the hospital <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> he's, yeah. he's returned to his own social home <laughs> and...
4: yeah yeah it's, it's always good to see people with uh with takes on the situation in brazil who also think the capital is rio that's always oh, a fun God. thing that i can see on twitter.com <sighs> but, yeah, yeah, but it's okay not to post uh... you know i this is my
3: okay i i have what, what one of my rules of thumb about talking about a place is if you if you can't name five cities in a country don't talk about it
4: yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah. This yeah. is
3: a thing that like so many like people 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 who get paid to write articles about places like, like just fail all the that time. That is a
4: low bar. People who
3: get paid This to is the more, articles, like like yeah. oh, like frankly you should be able to like like if 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 I was doing due diligence I would I would be learning I would be actually learning Portuguese right now instead of like relying on my Spanish to sort of like power me through <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> But you know, no. like the, the the lowest bar is you should know the capital and you should be able to name five cities in it. And if you can't do that, like maybe don't post. Yeah, it's fine not to post. In fact, and yeah. when dealing
4: with coups, maybe consider uh, options that are not posting.
3: Yeah, and and yeah, go go out and stop them. Mm-hmm. Make friends. Yeah. So this this has been Could happen here. You can find us in the places on social media.
1: It Could Happen Here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at slash sources. Thanks for listening. Become a part of the fast growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health.